Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. at the end mike man how you doing i'm amon green and mike wall what's up mike man what's good what's with up you? brother good to man, see chilling. you good to see you. are you back in uh are you back in in green bay now no no not yet i'll be actually there uh this a week from to tomorrow so next wednesday i'll be there we're going on that packer fan tour or no packer legends of green bay packer cruise that's what it's called. Legends that of Green. Yeah, we fly into Tampa and we go through the Grand Cayman. Um, I think we hit we hit Brazil or Brazil, but Belize, Belize, excuse me, Belize, not Brazil. That's way down there. Belize. If you go to Brazil on a boat with a bunch of Packer fans, like, <laughs> hey, listen, I'm in for a good time. But that's, I mean, you got to. That's want a it. long trip. Uh, yeah, yeah. from Tampa, that's a very long trip. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't fly down. I had, I had a trip. I was at a when I was playing in Seattle. Hasselbeck's wife had a charity thing that mm, we went Elizabeth. To. Yep, yep. No, no, no. Maddie, Maddie, oh. Sarah, Sarah has Sarah, Sarah. Okay. So yeah, sorry, sorry. So so Maddie, Maddie and Sarah had a, a a charity thing in Seattle, and I'm sitting there at this table. I don't know any, you know, right. I'm just, you know, so. <laughs> So and they're being super social. They're like best people in the world. Yeah, they got it. That's I, the job. That's the and job. I, and I end up, uh, I end up buying a. I don't know who I bought. I don't know what, what it was for, but I end up buying a trip to Argentina to Buenos Aires. I had a ten day trip to Buenos Aires. Nice. Fly down, stay in this. this some you know some nice couple gave up their penthouse in Buenos Aires. And it's somewhere I, I still. Have, I, so I had, I didn't go. I I have always wanted to go. I can't. I wanted to go desperately. And right. I found out how long the flight was just from because we had to fly to like Texas, like Texas down or something. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was Florida. It must have been. It, I bet you it was Florida down. But anyways, I was. I found out how long it was, and I had flown to Europe with my son before. At the time, was like, yeah, you know, twelve months old, and I just, I just, Trent and I just went. Nah, we'll pass. Like, so, I, so, so <laughs> it had to be like a. So it was like ten hours plus. It, I, I don't remember what it, whatever it was. It was too damn much because we had we couldn't fly from Seattle, so we had to go. The six hours to Florida, oh, and then yeah. we had to go down. I was like, "Nah, Ooh. man, this is a fifteen-hour day." Uh, and now looking back, I wish I would have gone because it's like you know, in the scope of your life, you know, fifteen-hour really bad plane flight is not that big a deal. Yeah. But in that moment, like Maddox was a really, really tough kid as far as like acting out. Right, gotcha, gotcha. We, we you didn't want both, that life on the plane. Bro, we were just both on our last <laughs> nerves. It just wasn't gonna happen. So. Oh man, kids could do that to you, man. You think about him like, oh. Plane ride with three kids out of control. Nah, I'm good. A cruise might be all right though, because you can just be like, man, go to floor five, man. Go to the go to this water slide. Get out of here. Yeah, get out of here. Get out of my hair. Uh, let me get into this read real quick. So basketball is back. Bet Online remains our number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. So you always find the latest odds, team matchups, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continuous source for all your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on your favorite sports event, sporting events, uh, whether it's always or whether it is NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, esports, and even golf. 
So head to betonline.ag to join, receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code, okay? B-L-E-A-V to receive your award. So BetOnline, Mike, where the game starts. And we ain't had no game starting. I mean, it was some games, but outside of football, you know, the all-star, we got Pro Bowl weekend. Um, a little bit of action there. Did you did you tune in at all? I just want to know that question. Did you tune no. in? I told okay. I, I made a statement last week on, right. on Thursday's show. If right. That, if that damn thing gets, we'll talk about it and get off my lawn. If that thing okay. gets ratings, I'm I'm leaving the country. Yeah, and it's uh, absolutely silly. The pearl of the weekend though is Madden. Obviously teamed up with the NFL. Mm-hmm. I was wondering where the Madden video or competition was going to be, and they did one at. Somewhere in one of the Caesar shops, it's an NFL store there. Yep. So they brought in my man, twenty grand. Did you? You might have played with him, or you missed him by a year. Marshawn Lynch. He's co host. Marshawn. Okay. I wish, so I wish I would have. I know. Oh, uh, so he was co-host along with one of the NFL anchors, NFL Network anchors. They had Tyreek Hill, uh, representing AFC, along with Juice Gardner. For the NFC, they have uh, Parsons from Dallas. And then, uh, and then I think they had. Uh, hold on, let me let the video play here. Uh, they had, and they had sauce, had, uh, Spice Adams as the coach for the NFC for some reason. And I know he does not play Madden at all. <laughs> and so that yeah. NFC, NFC, well AFC match. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm like, come on, man, who they, who they, who's, who's making this call? Call me up, please. But yeah, it was them, and you know, Marshawn doing play by play. Just, just letting you know how that that it's a per, that it's on YouTube. The, it's on YouTube. The, I was gonna say it's probably the best thing they did all weekend. It is on YouTube. You type in Pro Bowl Madden NFL Edition twenty or Madden NFL twenty three edition, please, and watch it sometime today. You don't have to watch the whole thing. Just watch at least fifteen minutes mm-hmm. of it. Marshawn's gonna entertain you. He 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 takes he steals the Listen, show as usual. Uh, I, I I don't doubt that. There's a show that Marshawn did with like Bear Grylls when he was like out in the wilderness. Uh-huh. I don't know if you saw that show. And they had to like kill a goat or something like that, and the goat fell down like a, a ravine. No, Listen, I missed that one. If I yeah, well you did miss it because let me tell you something. It's it's it's. I'm gonna search YouTube for yeah, it. Yeah, he's he's right. All right, let's get yeah. into this a little bit. So yeah, because we don't really have that much to talk about with the Green Bay Packers, I figured, and I, I put together a couple a couple of clips with him and the Eagles to kind of look forward to this game. But yep. why don't we just hit off really quick? Yes, no, maybe why. Who should we resign? We got a couple of free agents coming up. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna name some guys. All right. Yep. Just gonna get your thoughts. Undrafted free agents only. Okay. So we got Adrian Amos, number one. Mm-hmm. He's almost. He's gonna be 30 years old soon. He's got a cap. Uh, who cares what the cap hit is? Do we resign right. Adrian? Uh yes. That's yep. a no for me. Leadership. Why? Leadership starting off, and uh, he's gotten worst year two. of his career last year though. Oh, stat wise, right? So oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He, he had a bad. I mean. So as you know, it's just like as as he's now good, right? Like I, you know, like all of our worst years were probably our first year, but Correct. as he's now good, this is his worst year of his good years, mm. and he's thirty years old. He's going, you know. So mm. You know what? Not knowing that, I would have stayed with him. But now knowing that, that is a. Uh, is it a blip? How was his stats? I didn't. I haven't looked at him. How was his stats last twenty twenty one? better i mean the, everything, be everything's been at a, you know he's he's not a pro bowl he's not jordan poyer who's no. a free who, who by the way is a free agent we can pick him up mm-hmm. okay he's no he's not jordan poyer he's not michael hyde but he's better than everybody else we got right now right and you do you want he's he is the older statesman he's probably the leader in the room there's probably a counterbalance because the personalities of of jair right yep. there's there's probably a little bit of that too so 
I, I could see them re-signing him. I just don't know. Like, if you're 30 years old, you're trying to get paid right now because this is the last time you're ever going to chance you're ever going to get paid at, yep. at safety if you're going to get it at all. And so, for the Green Bay Packers, are they looking at it like, yeah, we're going to pay you? I don't know. Are we going to pay you eight figures a year to, to play safety for us? I, I can't say, see that. Yeah, I can't see that either. Um, I say, I, I do. I would say. Like I said in the first um, choice, keeping them. But, yeah, it's going to be an interesting structured contract. It's not going to be a big contract. It's just going to be something that is worth his value for what he's put in the last, what, four? He's been on the team for four years, so since 2020. So um, 2020, 2019. I think he came in with LaFleur. So um, having that relationship will keep him on the squad. He just got a, a better up this year because if not this upcoming season, 2020 three season will will probably most likely be his last. We just got to make sure he comes in ready to go. It's but I say right keeping here. him is a good deal. There's keeping like, a, there's like a, you know, this is a, off a website sport track um, or spot track, excuse me. Uh, but they say his, his calculated market, market value would be six and $6.8 million a year. Right. Mm. And they're, and they're, they're putting him up against J Ron curse. We know from Dallas, Justin, Justin yep. Reed, who's honestly, Justin Reed's a lot better than he is at this yep. day. And Justin Reed's younger. Um, Xavier Woods and Chuck Clark. So, I don't know if that's realistic based on just that Justin Reed one being in there. Um, his average salary, but it's okay. So Justin Reed's average salary is $10.5 million. So I guess that makes sense. So I would think like if, I, if I'm Adrian Amos, if they would have had a better year, he's probably looking for Justin Reed money because Justin Reed was under that was his second contract. So now. Yeah, he just got to be, I want to say he, but his agent got to realize that, you know, the team defense overall along with him in there was not good for the Packers. So they got to be real, which – realistically with an agent that doesn't have a football background that doesn't really factor into it but if an well, agent they, understands the game then you got to know okay he was part know, of a like defense they, that was not good they know it ag right but they just don't yeah. care they're like well because age if like let's say you have a down year they'll be like that's cool man we'll just go to another team and you yeah. might be like well no i don't want to i don't want to do that exactly exactly so, yeah adrian I, if i was adrian amos like knowing what i know now right we all can do that Correct. I, I would I would be like, hey man, I'll just sign back here. If you guys give me six million, six point five, exactly. I mean, six point eight seven, I'm in. Yeah, for sure. Because this is like we have something here, and 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 I want to be part of it. True, because you got the last month of the season, some things came together. It got them to a point where they are almost to the playoffs. So that is a good thing to uh, bounce back on um, coming out of last year, the way the the season started and the way the season went. So, Randall Cobb, uh, might thirty two years old. Yeah, wide receiver, slot guy. Got to be quick off the ball. Got to get off uh, break coverage. I say morale-wise, yeah, but it's not about that. It's about yeah. putting somebody on the field that can make plays and, uh, you know, push the ball and do what they can. So, why like, he came in as – and he's coming out as. So, yeah, be he'll be somebody that most likely move on. I'd slide him right into the coaching seat if they wanted him. If, yeah, if, if he I can see to, that. I'd slide him, I'd slide if him he right. wants to, like, correct. I'd be like, hey, let's just do an internship this year. You, you you've already made your money. You've had success. So let's let's see if you want to be a coach. Mm -hmm. And if you don't want to halfway through the season, that's fine. But just for training camp, just to get these young guys going. Don't, wouldn't you think? Yeah. Just because the value there. I mean, whether Aaron's there or not, that just seems like. A, I don't know why teams don't do that. Like mm -hmm. I actually wanted to do that my last year, and they're like, dude, take it was a Jamora. He's like, right. take an off season. <coughs> He's like, and just you know, just see if this is what you want to do. I'm like, well, I'm already here. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I already like, want. Yeah, that was yeah. I was the same way. I mean, I came in. Okay, I, I, even though 09 was my last year, I was filling out coaching internships in probably in 2011 didn't get accepted until 2013 into the Packers organization. So 
I was right. I knew it was actually. Ag, how the hell do you not get a damn coaching internship? Like, like what? I yeah. see. I see how good Jerry Jones takes care of his guys. Right. You know, I'm not, and I'm not one of the guys. Like, I get it. Like, I, yeah. I, I get it. But like, you're you're the guy. Like, what are we talking about, dude? How I do, don't know. How did they not take? Anyways. I, anyways, yes. Dean, Dean yeah. Lowry, 28 years old. Give me 29. Um, started for three years here. Played. Yeah. You know, I thought he played set. better. I thought he played better in. 2021 <clears throat> but i don't think he played poorly no, last year i just think no. he kind of had an out i think he played kind of that's his level and 2021 was an outlier yeah i said he definitely back because he's a guy that's been here since the start and he or you know his whole career so far mm -hmm. and he's a guy that understands the locker room mm -hmm. um he's been here long enough so we're bringing in new guys you know mm -hmm. if it's free agent guys or rookies then he's one of those veterans that be able to mold that rookie into what's what he's become and if that guy if that rookie is a free is a little so bit like more why? higher yeah high, higher talent that's going to make that team better when you have guys like that in the locker room he's another randall cobb personality where you got that leadership value that's there so you got you got kenny you got wyatt you got reed you got yep. slayton yeah good 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 there's, d line room there's there's four yeah right right <clears> now today i would say i'd take all four of those guys over dean lowry and i like dean lowry yeah you know let me refer let me rephrase that if they're all under contract I would be happy with that because they know they're going to draft two defensive tackles in in the draft, like fit round five rounds. They know yep. they're going to. Yeah, that and O line as well. That, so yeah, that that might that might change that. But I'm I'm with you that I would I would try to bring him back. Mason Crosby is the next one. I'm just going to go ahead and say find a new kicker. <laughs> yeah. Not like it's been I, it's you've had a great career, man. You're 38 great, years old. Yeah. Yeah. He's been there. I mean, he's grayer than I am, and both of us. <laughs> he's not as older as a, so you know he's on there a lot. He's been his family's been through a lot though. So I know his wife got cancer a few years back. That doesn't help. Um, but yeah, you know, there's there's some good kickers at the college football level. He's had a he's had a great career too. But fantastic I think career. I think, I think he was the leading scorer, right? He passed Longwell, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Alan Lazar, this, we're getting into some juicy ones here. Now. Yeah, yeah, I've seen this since a the end of the season. It's been Alan, interesting. Alan Lazard. As I don't okay, so let's frame this the right way. Mm -hmm. I think if Alan Lazard, so remember last year MVS left. Yep. Um, who went uh, to uh, who who went to the Chicago? Oh, uh, uh, Aquamania, St. Brown. Okay, St. Brown left. Okay, and they were both not not number one guys, and MVS no. is kind of number two guy. St. Brown's kind of a number two, number three guy there. I think Alan Lazard is thinking he's a number one guy in another offense. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, if, if, yeah. if you're him, because he came into this this year going, well, I'm going to be the number one guy. And then yeah. a bunch of stuff happened. And, and then finally, you know, Watson showed up and he's definitely, I mean, there's no question that he's going to be number one. Mm -hmm. And there's no question. I think that Dobbs is going to play a feature a lot. So if I'm at, if like, if yes. I'm personally, if I'm Alan Lazard, I'm probably looking to leave. Yeah. Don't you think? You know, yeah. You want to set yourself up in a good position okay. because he could potentially be the odd man outcome training camp. And then now he has to then adjust to a whole new playbook in a week and a half before the regular season starts. Oh, you know, see, I don't think you, I don't think you'd get cut. No, no, no. I mean, if potentially, I'm just saying, put it out yeah. there. This one, that's just, I'm just saying that's yeah. not going to, I'm just saying that's one scenario. If he stays yeah. long, stays for the whole off season, you know, yeah. Find your best spot now. Yeah. Because then you have, you got, what's it? February. Now you have March, you have April, you have May, June, you have all your summer to then go to that team and get acclimated to your new, your new quarterback, your new OC. And the scheme of the uh, offense of where you will fit in right away. If you and then if he's the number one, it's not much 
uh, to do other than learn the playbook. I think, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I just think it, I, he would play on this team. He's not, he's not maximizing his value. This goes into you got to be a little bit selfish. You're you. not going to maximize your value as a player if you, if you remain on this team with the talent they have in that room right now. Yeah, um, they, got a, they got a good wide receiver room. Here's a tough one, yeah. Robert Tunyon. Hmm. Aaron likes him. They're, they're boys. That's what I said. That's what I'm thinking came, right away. Came off the ACL. He, you know, he, I became, I went from like, get rid of him to I, I, I want, I kind of want to see him become the guy, but I don't right. know if, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he can. Yeah. If he, if Aaron here is here, he's here. If Aaron gone, is, is, if Aaron's gone, that's, he might be gone. You're not gone, but he's one of those guys that are not protected because the quarterback is not – he's not on the quarterback's favorite list because we don't know who's going to – it's going to be Jordan Love and then whoever's backing him up. In, the guy, <clears throat> the kid Ingram uh, is, the I think, the biggest free agent. We'll look at this next. There's not a lot of – like, Mike Jacecki's there. And, like, if you're going to yeah. get Mike Jacecki, you might as well get – Robert Tennant is a lot better. At least, Robert yeah. Tennant at least – is working on blocking. Mike Jacecki's a a, a, pass, a good a pass, good yeah. slot receiver. Yeah, you know that's it. Passing quarterback. So if you're looking at the, like if you're looking at the market, you either got to draft a guy or you got to you got to. We just got say, some hey, interesting like free agents know. up here though. Interesting free agent tight ends that are on the list too. Mercedes Dalton, Lewis, Dalton, yeah, Dawson Schultz from Dallas. He's on free agents. Yeah, so Dalton would be a Dalton would be an absolute home run. Like he's, he does everything. He can block. I, we featured he's a big him, guy. Yeah, uh, for the Cowboys is like their whole. Really, Dalton Schultz is the uh, the key that unlocks the Dallas offense. Mm -hmm. We showed that I think a couple of weeks during the year. So I would love that. I just don't. Jerry Jones ain't letting Dalton Schultz go, man. No, no. no I'm just saying, just putting it out there. There'll be yeah. some guys out there though. Uh, Mercedes, what do you think about Mercedes? He's if he wants to come back, please come back, right? Yeah, like that's that. Now that is a no. That's a definitely between on Phil and what he what he does. He's very special at what he does. He's very good at what he does. And then locker room wise, he is one of those guys, veterans that he's going to help with the locker room, keep it clean and tight, and uh, hold guys accountable because he's he's doing his job one hundred percent. So he he wouldn't be. Not a problem for me to have on the staff if I'm a GM having to look at who's staying, who's going. So for sure, him. What about Jaron Reed? Just brought him in. Yeah, played well. Play well. Yeah, no, it is no. It'd be no reason. I, I think he earned money with the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, it'd be no reason to, uh, not to not have him here. So yeah, that'll be a easy. He he did his job. 100. Uh, okay, well, Keyshawn Nixon. I don't know what he's going to command. He's making less than a million dollars right now. So uh, is he on his rookie deal? Is he a rookie guy? He's twenty five. He's gonna be twenty six years old now. He might be on his rookie deal, or just already on a new deal, maybe small deal. What but I, I keep him. In. I keep him because of the special team he's side. An up. Unrestricted free agent. So what does that mean? Does that mean that if he's oh, twenty six years old and unrestricted, that means he's he can a, do whatever he wants, right? Yes. So anybody can offer him right up front. So yeah. it's up. The ball is in his court here, and so it's his decision making. It's not Packers' decision making. So, but if I'm him, I'm like keep my butt where I'm at, <laughs> I'm, Why? I, because. He's already been a, a show-up person on special teams. And then also with rotating with dime and nickel coverages, he's a guy that knows the ball, plays the ball well, had a few picks, as we saw this season. Mm -hmm. And along with Adrian, having him in the backfield, another familiar person together. So you don't have new people coming in the defensive backfield. When they started together, it started rough. But then towards the end of the season, things started to gel for everybody. Nixon is one of the main guys. 
I'm a Nixon fan. I'm a Ford. Ford's on here too. I'm a Ford fan. But I would be, I would be, I would be shocked if one of their first two draft picks isn't a safety. Maybe mm-hmm. three. I'd be I shocked. I see that. Day one, day two guys got to be. I mean, just based, based a second. You're not going to draft another cornerback. No, they, need, they they're good there. You need <laughs> like you look like look around the league, man. Look at. San Francisco for every look at all these teams. They have safeties. Yeah. And if they don't have them, they bring them in. You know? Yep. And yep. and that's where if I'm Nixon, am I satisfied being all pro at the return game in the return game? Because that's not going to get me on the field that well realistically, right? Like he probably wants to be a, an every down player. Yeah. And so if that's the case, he, he's certainly gonna have his opportunity to do it here. I just so you gotta look at it like okay, I'm not really a bona fide starter. I don't know how much they like him, how much they don't like him. But it was that in the set, whatever, right? Like mm-hmm. we liked the we liked the way he played. But he's not a bona fide starter. They're gonna bring in. It's like, and we know they're gonna bring in guys. I think that might make it difficult. That's all. Yeah, and I don't uh, disagree with you. I just think that might make it difficult. Yeah, he uh, stats interception, um, pass two pass defenses. So he's a guy that come mini camps. I believe he'll be here. But if he doesn't start to show up on the tape, even in mini camp practice, and come, then that free agency might be somewhere he might be living. But he got to come in and be ready to go, get his uh, get his mind right, get his body right for off season. There's a couple other guys, but just so we can move move the dial a little bit here, the last yeah. one I want to talk about is Josh Nyman. Yeah, I mean, he had his moments um, last couple games of the year. It was the one game he got beat up pretty bad um, where the D-line Miami game. I remember that game in particular. It was, some, it was right after Elgin Jason got his big contract off and you know, signed. But then y- Yarman struggled a little bit dealing with some of their defense alignment. Um, Phillips was an issue for him, I think, in that game. And <clears throat> so he was just have to make sure. I mean, from a GM standpoint, it's hard because you need right now, you need guys in that front. But you do have draft and free agency available. McGlinchey is out there, but he's had a so-so year. There's been some plays where he oh, didn't. Dude, we bring in McGlinchey, I'll be furious. Right. We, like I said, looking at film on him, I was like, man, really? He's a big guy. He was a first-round draft pick, but he he did not. He got his butt kicked, you know, to be to keep it real. He got his butt kicked in some games. So, you know, you're, ta- you're talking about two, eight, uh, nine, and Aiden, uh, I think it was H- Aiden Hutchinson had a huge, well, right. some of it wasn't And against fault. Detroit, right. Yeah, whatever. But it was like the lasting memory right now is like, oh, Yash kind of, didn't have a didn't have a good last game. Yeah, um, I don't know that. Listen, if you're trying, if you look at the template for being really good right now in the National Football League, yeah, I look at the Philadelphia Eagles as, and we'll talk about this. A little Offensive later. line standpoint. Yeah, yeah, no, just like if you want to be a good team, what what gets oh this over? Is, yeah, yeah, it's like you got you have to be a team that can drop back pass when you have to and yeah. run the football, like both and the teams that are in the Super Bowl and make it look real are, easy. They make it really look really, really yeah. easy. That's so, what they do very and, good. And all these, all the teams, uh, you know, thank God. It's like almost thank God Joe Burrow lost because now we don't have to have this narrative where, like, it doesn't matter if you have an offensive line anymore because he lost. It was that last year. Yeah. Like, with yes. him going all the way to the Super Bowl, even though they lost. But it was that. I remember we were talking about it in, in a lot at last year. So, yeah. So, I, hopefully, with that said, like, I don't know if <clears throat> Yash is never – Yash right now is not a dominant player. They have too many guys on that side of the, that offensive line 
that mm-hmm. are not dominant players right now. And so yeah. it's like how how many guys do you want to have on that team? You know, you have Bakhtiari for as long as he's still healthy, which we don't know that. Right. You expect that Elgin Jenkins, I, you know, I know he's now he's been to two Pro Bowls, and I think he's a good player. When I watch his game, I'm not like, man, that guy's dominating. You know, I yeah. think he will. And I, he certainly got the body for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got he's got a skill set that's that's impressive. You're right. So you kind of book him and you go, okay, maybe we got two guys. But, like, dude, you need four or five. Yeah, you need you know, some guys. Like, yeah. Some so, guys that, that when the D-line comes on the field or defensive coordinators are, you know, getting ready game planning and they look at the offensive line of the opposing team and, or the Packers offensive line and, you say, and they got to say, God dang, what are we going to do? You want them to question themselves and – there's no defense that does that coming in. They they're looking at okay how, okay I see where we could go here. We could go, uh, you know, we could deal with 74, you know, 71, 76. We can make an issue there. So they're creating they're creating the one on one matchup problem. Excuse me. <clears throat> so that and you don't want that. You want the other side where they're like frustrated because they can't get in there because they're great one blocking team offense and a great pass uh, protection as well. I'm looking at the top 25 free agents. I'm just going to throw out a couple names here because I'll be honest with you. I really don't think a lot of them make any sense for us. Um, I always like Yannick Nguake. He played for the Colts last last year, but he's not really good against the run. He would be like a he would actually be a backup on this team to Preston and well, Rashawn Gary. Oh yeah, he's outside linebacker. Yeah, he plays. He's an edge rusher. Got Devontae it. Davids is too old. So here's Evan Ingram's a tight end that you could bring in. Yeah, out of Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, he's, he he's a little he bit a good more year. athletic. Yeah, I mean he he had some years in in, in with the Giants that were up and down. Um, <clears throat> Jordan Poirier is 32 years old. As much as we like him, he is 32 years old. That'll be tough. You you, you mentioned McGlinchey, and I would be. It, that's a lot to spend on. Yeah. I think what he's going to command monetarily is a lot to spend on a guy. With yeah, that. because of yeah. his being a first rounder and having decent seasons previously. So okay, here's where it gets interesting to me. Deron Payne, defensive tackle, Washington Commanders. That now that is a dude. I, I'm sure they might franchise him or something. That guy is legit. If you bring him in, your entire defense changes because you have nobody across the board that you can single block anymore. Kenny, right. and that's what you now, want. Yeah, yeah, you got to have that. Well, you have that one other guy because you have Rashawn, you have Kenny, and now it's like if you get that one other guy, now you can't take the line one side or the other. <clears> All <throat> of a sudden, it just got real nasty in here. Yeah, and he's um, uh, was he Pro Bowl this year? I don't know if he is, or, dude. He's there's so many good defensive tackles in the NFC right now. Like any, you can pick any one of them. This, yeah, he had a career I, year, sixty four tackles. I watch this guy all Thank the time. You. This guy is a dude. He, he's he's really really good. Yeah, I'm looking at his picture now. I do remember seeing seeing him making a lot of plays, and uh, he had a career year: 64 combined tackles, 11 and a half sacks, 20 uh, hits on the QB. So yeah, that's a that's a problem for most defense or offense alignments. Now, the, every time you have a career year during your your free agent year, everyone wonders like, what well, is he going to get the bag? And then not what's going to happen? Yeah, yeah exactly. Out, but, exactly. I, you know, don't know anything about him, so. Jesse Bates, the, the safety for the for the Bengals, is, Bengals. A, is, a, is a good player. There's a guy that we could bring in. Yeah, there's um, a free agent guy right there. Here's a guy. He's going to be in the Super Bowl, Gardner Johnson. If he gets a ring, he's probably pricing himself out of the Packers. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if they get rid of him, but this guy, like he's, you know, he's one of those keys to their defense guys that when you start looking at how we're going to attack and who we have to, you know, like the Kelsey Gardner Johnson <laughs> matchup this week is going to be, is going to be huge. He's gonna be fun so to watch. He, he he can make a lot of money on this game if Kelsey if they hold if they hold Kelsey to under ten catches, which I know is a lot of catches, mm-hmm. 
But I bet you he gets targeted 17 yeah. times. Yeah. If if they hold him under 10 catches, this this dude's gonna get that much. Yeah, I got money. it. Yeah. 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 MJ brought it in. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Right. Then the other, the only other one I got here, man, is is Javon Hardgrave. Is I, again, I don't know if they. Can oh yeah. But he's so good. He's so yeah. He for me, it's those two D tackles. I just look at God, bring if we got what Deron Payne or Javon or Javon Hardgrave. Oh my. God. <sighs> yeah, Hardgrave. So he can uh, control um, a game, control a guy in front of him, get in the backfield, create a lot of issues for any offense in the NFL. Just gotta see if the money's there. That's the thing. Yeah. Money's gonna be well. For some, those guys are gonna get the gonna get paid. It's just I don't know by who. Correct. Right. I got a, a very open ended statement here or question. Uh-oh. What, in your opinion, are the Packers good at offensively? <laughs> Let's see here. I'll say one thing they're definitely good at is the run game. Like you got the two running backs. You got Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. That for so me, they're good at that. They're good at that room, or they're good in the run game. With, I say, well, with the two in the room, the run game is, is has a pulse. That's what okay. I'll say. Right. If you don't have those two guys, then it's a different story. Yeah. It's a, it's a completely I, I, different story. Yeah, I agree with that. I think positionally, that's a very, very strong room. Yes. But just like we were talking about with who we're going to bring in a right tackle, it's like you don't really have dominance up there. You don't really have a scheme. Like all, all our stuff is based on, on jet motion and everything. Like we're not inserting like – our, yeah. our system and scheme are, are not as – innovative as some of the others in the national football league right now regardless yeah. of who's at quarterback and we don't have like just earth like road graders earth movers at the center no. guard position no. so it's really tough to say that like like it's tough for me to say just in front of awesome line because aaron jones is the kind of guy who can run for something without us blocking anybody and like that i know that he you're right but i'm also like well they don't do it always they're not consistently doing a great job yes all right that's that's unfortunate <laughs> <laughs> right, well, let's just t- let's touch on this def- before we get to the trench stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're saying you're about to say defense, or are we going defensively? Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. So defensively, what do you think? Man, this is this is a tough part. I say, see, I mean, with the season this year, it's not really no good spots to be honest. There's no good spots. I mean, once Rashard Gary went down, you lost the pressure what he can bring to the game. And Preston Smith, you know, he was a guy that we know played very well, but wasn't able to do the things that he's really good at, um, rushing a quarterback. He did did a fantastic job with the run game, stopping and slowing it down when because he was doing his job. That was something, the job that he knows is the dirty work. It doesn't feel good to try to take on a block, but then keeping everything on the inside of his outside shoulder. He did a great job at that. But obviously he, he knows. You know, that's part of the job, but he wants to get you want to put him in a position where he's getting to the quarterback all the time. And so there's just so many. It was defense was just not I say not a good season for defense because of what they gave up, um, regardless of the injuries. I mean, because before injuries, it still was a struggle before Rashad would get down. So it's defensively nothing good. I'll be honest. I'm just being real, real blunt and honest. Nothing good there. A lot of work that has to be done in the offseason from from now until August. Yeah, I would say. uh you know, honestly, I, I I would say that I think this schematically, I think they just, I I don't think Joe Barry's scheme was very good for the personnel that we had. Yeah. I mean, I think our secondary really struggled because of it, or has or has failed to develop in the manner that th- that you'd expect them to. Mm-hmm. And I think that affects the front end because if you look at, I, if you look at our our defensive line, our linebackers, our box players, 
you feel like we, maybe just maybe we're just one season away from being really good because you look again you look at him on paper we should be really good but Very everything's got to marry up and when we say everything's got to marry up it's not just run fits from the safety it's how far the corners play off. it's like because everything matters everything. right every little like every time you fall forward for an extra yard and a half that all, all of it matters it all adds up over the course of the season i don't think or if we're poor tackling so they get you know if, if we don't make that tackle for five yards and they get 15 yards all of this stuff ends up mad really yep. kind of mattering when we look at broadly over the course of the season i think we're one year away i think that defensive line's gonna you know going to be better quay walker is going to be better all yes. this like all these things are going to happen with the right coaching and the right system i don't know if those i don't know if that part of it is there but i feel really good about the personnel and i feel yeah. the same way about like me too i feel the same way about really obviously the the the, the running back room but you kind of feel that way against the wide with the wide receivers too i mean yeah. the way those two young guys showed up you just, at the and, end of the season, and, and Tory, well. and, and somebody Tory comes in. You just go, we have got like there's guys there that are going to be able to make plays, right? So yep. <clears throat> I feel good about those things. I wouldn't like you wouldn't say I wouldn't say the passing game is great. I wouldn't say the running game is great. I would say I feel really good about those positional groups. That I got you. That, I'm kind of ducking the question. I guess <laughs> I made the question and I ducked it like a cow. Yeah, you silly, you silly. Right, last last one before we move on, man. So. Aaron Rodgers to Vegas. There's just all this stuff going on. Um, <laughs> yeah. All, I've been seeing it talk. post all weekend. Posting okay. Instagram, a, Twitter, everywhere. Here's the question. So it, a lot of it's been started by like Devante, right? Yeah. And Stephen A. Smith came up with something I think we've all had on our minds, you know, that anybody's been following Green Bay, but he just said it this morning. He's like, they've hoodwinked us. Like, this is this was the plan. This is like Ocean's 8 or Ocean's 11. Yeah. That's what this is. It feels that way, doesn't it? Because they start one way, they misdirect they misdirection you. Then all of a sudden, the, the bank vault you thought was going to get robbed is full of money. The other one that has the diamond from Bucharest is the one that got hit. That's basically what they did here. If he <laughs> but, goes to the Raiders, right? This will be the most like evil mastermind, cartoon, despicable me story. Yes, ever, man. Like yes. I, I'll be, I will be so impressed. If he pulls this off, like I don't care who, I don't really care where he plays. I'm kind of like, dude, if he goes to the Raiders, like this is like the biggest coup in the in the history of the NFL. Yeah, like, he got because like Devontae's the best wide receiver in the game. He just leaves. He was like, what are you leaving? You're not leaving. You know what I mean? And now all of a sudden, oh, I'm doing. I'm, I'm looking at houses for you. Oh, come on over. And then today, he's yeah. like, I am 100% saying I want Aaron Rodgers here. Like, let's let's make this as clear as possible. Mm. I'm telling management ownership who do i got to tell get him here and aaron's over there winning the program going ha 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 this is kind of, you know yeah. having a good time and i'm just going dude if they pull this off man we are uh oh. the league well i'll say the league uh the the packers got hoodwinked <laughs> that's what's going to happen I mean, can you imagine like in two so in two in two consecutive seasons you lose the best player in the and national you, football league and the best wide receiver in the national football league correct Oh, it's going to be interesting. God, we'll crazy. see. We've got to wait and see. Like a good movie. A good series. <laughs> a TV series. All right, let's get into the <clears> trench <throat> warfare stuff. So, Eagles are favored by a point and a half against the Chiefs coming in. Um, and I was kind of leading into this earlier. I think this game is like a referendum on where we are in the National Football League. And I'm saying that because in, in one hand, you have Patrick Mahomes, who is now being put on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. I think rightfully yeah. so, even though he's yep, young. He's earned it. He's earned it. But – so and he's a he's a pass first guy. He's they they do have running game. They're super creative. Andy Reid's an offensive genius. All 
You can't say enough nice things about him. But yeah, great dude. Patrick, if Patrick Mahomes is on your team, you are going to throw the ball a lot more than you run it. Yeah. Now, right now, yeah. conversely, you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, and Jalen Hurts is probably the second uh, in line to win the MVP this year. He's had a phenomenal mm-hmm. year. Maybe I've, I, I don't know if I can't think of anybody who's gone from like this level to this level in one season. Like his ascension has been re- remarkable. It's testament to his work ethic, honestly. Mm-hmm. But you look at their team; they run the ball fifty percent of the time. Their offensive line has five dudes that are all like I know. There's two Pro Bowlers, Hall of Famers, whatever you know, all pros. They're all really, really good. Period. They have guys everywhere. AJ Brown, Goddard, Devontae Smith. They have mm-hmm. guys everywhere, and this is the most complete. This team reminds me of our 2003 team. Every mm-hmm. dude on that team offensively was a guy. Yeah. Every single guy was a Pro Bowl caliber player. Every single guy, whether you made it, whether you didn't, every guy was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And you could just do anything you wanted. You could run, you could pass, you could play action, all this. And that's what these guys look like to me. It'll be interesting. Like for me, this game is is the pendulum because everybody knows copycat league. Is the yeah. pendulum going to swing? If the Eagles win this game, is it like everybody go find the next Jalen Hurts and start building your team around it? Yeah, you're so right. I mean, I'm just laughing. That's because you're dead on. In terms of a team winning the Super Bowl and or even halfway through that Super Bowl season sometime, if they're really, really good, like this team was, like they don't they didn't, you know, nowhere near close to double digit losses or or, or over five losses. So that team teams are already spectating offensive schemes and what they could do with the quarterback they already have, especially if they have a run first quarterback who can, you know, run with their legs. So yeah, I <laughs> this is this could be interesting. I'll tell you let's let's add to that because lamar jackson is technically a free agent right now and yes, nobody he thinks he, nobody thinks he's going to go anywhere or uh, maybe uh, maybe we do i don't know but yeah. they did fire uh greg roman and greg roman was responsible his offensive coordinator he, was, he yeah, brought in paul johnson ball. he was responsible for that offense that they tailor made for lamar jackson and harbaugh said it like we have to be able to, to we have to have a passing game in addition to all the great stuff that Lamar can do. Mm-hmm. And so you have to. what no will be interesting now is, let's say the Eagles win this game. And now you look at what Jalen Hurts can do. And Jalen Hurts has like a different, even though they are even though they can both run, they can both throw. Jalen Hurts is just a different skill set than Lamar Jackson. Like Lamar Jackson is box office with his, with his you know, that when he's got the speed yeah. like this. When he's running like you run. Yeah, when he's the it's speed. Di- it's speed. completely different, right? And so, yeah. and so, Whatever off, let's say he moves, whatever offense he goes to, if they how they treat him, how they design that offense, like to me, that's going to be the future of football. It is, you know, because you got a quarterback in Jalen Hurts, where like I said, the way the offseason went last year, you didn't hear much about him. It was his team, and he could just you know not be good this year. Everybody was negative, negative, negative. Then when the season started, and a month goes by, everybody's like, hold on. You know, maybe it's just the first month of the season. Teams are just getting into rhythm. Maybe they, just, they got into rhythm a lot sooner than any other team. But then midseason came, like end of October, then you're like, wait a minute. This team's sitting at like 10-0 and 0 or whatever it was at that time in the in October. And then – but you got to think about his background. You know, coach's son, football coach's son. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, but any player, especially quarterback, that has a dad for a coach, they're most likely going to turn out pretty decent. You know, not even saying they're going to be Hall of Fame level, but they're going to at least they have good uh, behaviors. Exactly. Exactly. Which he shows, which he does. Not He's shows, remarkable. but does. He's remarkable. And then 
you look at his background, where he came from, you know, he looked at his college transition from, you know, Alabama, you know, got out of there for whatever reasons and went to Oklahoma, brought that team to a, you know, a standard, brought a standard there at, at being a college football player, not, not just a quarterback. And then gets drafted to the Eagles to, you know, everybody is always questioning because everybody was still big on drop back passers in that pocket and knowing that he can run the ball, but then he is a guy similar to a Russell Wilson early in his career where he was, you know, using his legs, but also using his arm, you know, and hopefully it doesn't go, you know, at the end. He's way better than Russell Wilson. Wait, I can say at the end of uh, what we've seen now with I knew Russ. You, were the, you always try to fit in a good plug for Russ, man. You <laughs> I'm, just, try to I'm, trying, I'm looking for similarities. I had to connect <laughs> something with similarities. They're both running quarterbacks that can throw the ball very good. Yeah, and I so know. that was I it. think Jalen Hurts is a throwing quarterback who can run the ball well. I'll I was going to say, yeah, yeah, I was going to say. I, I look at it the other way. Like, like. Russell Wilson had Marshawn Lynch, Pete Carroll's running game. Yeah, I'm not going to get into whether he was protecting him or not. But he makes and he makes plays. But like I think Jalen Hurts almost looks like he designed the offense when he when you watch him run this, it looks like he drew up all the plays. Very smooth, and you should. Yeah, and very smooth, and that's why I say I call him smooth when he's playing back there. He he, I mean, only reason he's sweating because he's running down the field. I don't think he would sweat in the pocket at all because he gets the ball out quick. And if he doesn't, he's looking for somebody, he'll run it to run out of bounds, you know, stop the clock, save the down. As Coach uh, Mike McCarthy used to say to Aaron and uh, Brett when he first got in, you know, save, uh, live to the next play. If you don't have nobody, get the ball out of bounds or throw it to where nobody could catch it, and, and then we have a, we have another play to work with. So I just got I guys. just got hit with a, uh, a one of the comments, recency bias, Russell Wilson was elite. <laughs> I saw that. I'm looking I at. I don't, I don't know about that. iron loss there. Good, I, good comment. I respect. I respect your opinion. I respect your opinion. <laughs> All right. Um, hey, let's. So let's flip the flip, flip the script here. So yeah, how the Chiefs are going to affect that? You know, that Eagles passing game. Or excuse me, the Eagles defense. Defense. Yeah. And how that and how that defense was able to just shut down early in the game. Hassan Reddick gets a hit on Brock Purdy. Gets gets and then you know. Sack potential sack fumble on the next very very next play with a new quarterback, mm-hmm. but when we go back and I wanted to use some of the Packers uh, game against the Eagles to just look at some opportunities that you might have in that run game based on the behaviors that those those guys have. Yeah. So so first and foremost, AG, you got the quick flip. So we're gonna go Hassan Reddick and uh joshua both last game last game we saw against the san francisco 49ers i mean they were absolutely quarterback first tackle on the way to the quarterback teeing off get a yard deep as fast as you can and that seems like a relatively new thing when you watch our game against Mm -hmm. the uh against the philadelphia eagles yeah they're they're motion here pass were on fire That was a good job of taking his aggressiveness, Riddick's aggressiveness, and then you know planting him inside. You know, he's already coming up feel hard, you know, but take him where he wants to go. So you see those, enough. you see those looks, and his, his head never goes outside, right? His no. head never peaks. Nope. And so he's not shooting. So those opportunities are there. Now, what I the only thing I would say is when I was watching the San Fran game, I don't know if a receiver with a, with his outside footback is making that block now. I, that's kind of what I'm saying is like, I don't know if he might, and maybe it's different because it's Pat Mahomes, but the way that they were going after the quarterback last time, just yeah. like this, this last game felt a little bit different, but those opportunities do show up on tape all the time, certainly. Yeah. You got 12 personnel here. And this is just like a very, this is a 
very smart thing from an offensive standpoint. So they go motion here because they're going to motion over the nickel who's over uh, Randall Cobb. They're going to bring down the safety. But mm-hmm. what it really ends up being is instead of having a hard-hitting safety play in the overhang, you have a soft-hitting corner who's, who's like eight yards off the line of scrimmage. So you see they motion over. Now that corner is going to be the free man, the free hitter, and he doesn't want any part of that game. Mm-hmm. And this is just – you know, this is this, this is just by scheme, right? So you yep. you you look at this, and they're going to bring down, they're going to bring down, they bring down know, the really safety, sep- and then yeah, the corner is going seven. with their motion. They'll bring down Garden Johnson when they bring this motion over. The way the Eagles always do this, they just have an outside guy constantly. So mm-hmm. if if the outside, the outside guy legs. motions away, the inside guy is the one's going to tra- is going to trail if they play man or match. Yep, and then it's a good job offensive line doing hitting their blocks. Mm-hmm. AJ seeing seeing the hole, seeing the read of where the flow's going to able to get that cutback right there. Randall and, uh, does a good enough job, but really when you look at this, like Darius Slay and, and James, as good as they are, you know this is they're not set up schematically or really from a mentality standpoint. Like no. I'm gonna I'm gonna go make this play. This isn't <laughs> gonna happen. This no, is Darius. a soft spot in their defense. Yeah, Darius Slay. No, he's not gonna go deal with uh, AJ. <laughs> he did just that. He watched him run by. Mm-hmm. He don't want to. He made a business decision. That's yeah, what Pacheco's do. no joke. Pacheco's yeah. no, he's he's not as big, but the no. way that he runs, he runs hard. He yeah. runs like a big guy for sure. Uh, so Darius Slay made a business decision, and and that's one thing I like as a running back when you make DBs do that. But you got to set the tone early in the game to get that that uh, reaction later in the game. Love it. We got twelve personnel, and now you see Hassan Rex playing outside Mercedes. Now the, the caveat here is. And, you know, Noah Gray does, I think, does a pretty good job for them. But you have to have a guy who can block Hassan Reddick one-on-one. But you can get these guys by in bunch formations, closed up. Hassan's outside Mercedes, but inside the slot, the uh, the outside receiver. He's, he's th- he's, you're worried about that crack now. You're mm-hmm. aware of it because you already are, you know, you're already a wide, wide, wide nine, not yep. just a wide nine, you know. And so now you look at this box – this is super advantageous because beautiful. Yeah, safety biking ship in there, thirty-three there. Wait, wait. there's those DBs. That's not a problem. Fifty-seven. You're you're running a slip to fifty-seven, and fifty-seven really, unless he comes downhill and just forces a cutback right now, which mm-hmm. doesn't really help you because Myers is all the way back on thirty-two. So schematically, like this is a really, really. I'm not going to say an easy block, but you're getting the double teams where you want them consistently, mm-hmm. and you don't have to get off on a linebacker very fast. No, you know, because when the linemen come off clean like that to get to the second level, then the running back can also feel that and see that with their eyes if they have their eyes up, up looking upfield. Now, this is the, something the San Francisco 49ers run. Now, they'll run it the opposite way where they'll keep the back on the on, on the far side. Mm-hmm. And this actually has some advantages doing the way the Green Bay Packers did. But they're running like a two tight ends or a, a 21 or a 12 personnel, like counter gap, stutter play, where they're just going to kick out, lead through, and then just get that double team at, 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 the, uh, at the point of attack. So Bakhtiari and Elgin Jenkins, and this translates anywhere. Bakhtiari and Elgin Jenkins are, don't have to – get off that double team until way over past where Yash is. I mean, you're, they're double teaming all the way over to that side. And because you put A.J. Dillon play side here, this really looks like the split flow play that they want, that they've been running, mm-hmm. right? So this is a very, like, from, the, from a standpoint of what the Eagles are expecting right here, they're not necessarily expect they're expecting the ball to go to the right. 
right? So now if you just take a straight handoff downhill, your your uh, your fill lanes are a little bit messed up. Yep. You see Hassan Reddick try to instead of going through that block, which I think yeah. he is now, he's trying to go around that block. Can't and do you it. You can't do that. That's he blocked himself right there. You know, when you, so it's so Philly. You got the the DNs with that mindset, like they had last week. You know, getting the ball, getting the Purdy, and what have you. If you have that same mindset, then you got that opportunity. They, I say, um, the Chiefs have that opportunity. Even you know, they have Pachanko, they have uh, who else? Oh, McKinney, that are small backs, but run hard at that sees they see this on film if we see this on film then that's what the enemy reed can look at it's like between the run game setting that up but then flowing off of that to into pass and play action pass for pat mahomes that ankle is a little bit better he could get outside the pocket on that play action hey real quick uh one of our listeners is is asking about joe barry and yeah. was, we've we've addressed it before is, is should we you know should we do you think we should fire joe barry um I think schematically, I don't. I don't think they did anybody a service last year. We've talked about it at, at nauseum. But though my my continual comment is, it's very difficult for me to understand how Matt Lafleur says uh, we're going to go through everything with a fine tooth comb, right. and in the same press conference or the press conference the, the next morning says everybody's job is safe. That didn't make a ton of sense to me. Now listen, you can have a bad year, but the only. Th- it's not just Joe Barry. That's the, that's the number one thing. What yeah. happens with uh, with all these guys? Like the buck stops with the guy who's in charge. So if, if the defense, I don't care if you're an offensive coach, if the defense isn't working, you're the head coach. It's your problem. Like you're the mm-hmm. one who's got a problem. What happens with all of these things is you've got to. You're even if you're the head coach, you're answering to somebody. Someone's got to go. Someone's got to go. Someone's got to go. Yep. Right. And if you have an owner, which we don't, but if you have an owner, then a lot of got, uh, owners will be like, it's like Mike McCarthy. Dude, Mike McCarthy just got rid of everybody on his offensive staff. Yeah. And you're Kellen Moore. I Joe, saw that. Kellen Moore gone. Rob's gone. Yeah. You're like, dude, why did you, you got rid of everybody. And you've basically said, I, it's all on me now. Like you, Mike McCarthy has one year. And if Mike McCarthy doesn't do it this year, then the guy who's yeah. playing is DC for him. DQ. DQ will be head coach in, in a year from now. Yeah. And so I, I knew he got rid of um, Kellen Moore. I didn't know he got rid of everybody off. Oh, he got rid of like five, five wow. uh, offensive staff members. Yeah. yeah. So, because of, but that's because he has an owner now now matt doesn't have an owner right, right. he's got people you know there's there's a president there's the gm but he mm-hmm. doesn't have an owner and so what really happens here is when i look at it, it's like if you're if you're if you're being optimistic which i'd like to be you you're saying okay they're going to figure this out because they are good football coaches who care you know so i don't you know it's i don't think like you have a bad year and you necessarily need to get fired Correct. i just thought the way that it was presented didn't make sense ag what do you think yeah, I mean, it turn so in terms of I say Joe. Uh, are you talking about Joe or Mike or down in Dallas? I'm Mike. talking about Joe. Joe here, yeah. So, you know, I say it probably be a a move of convenience to keep him because he's been here for so long. You know, he's been here for not so long, but two, three, two years now or three years. That's it. Other than that, AG, if what if they would have brought in Vic Fangio? Or the other dude they just signed, they just uh, the DC from uh, the DC from uh, Raiders, the or? Denver, no, the Denver, oh, Denver DC, who just who just who was in Chicago just, head coach, yeah, a who just couple years ago. I'm talking about no, I'm talking about the last week. Vic Fangio just signed a like three and a half million dollar a year deal with with uh, the Dolphins, and then I can't remember the guy's name who who's the defensive coordinator for Denver. Mm-hmm. Right, we're talking. What I'm saying is there are high high level guys available. Real- 
right. right now that are proven in this league. Right. You know, so that's why I say it's a it's a it's a move of convenience if you keep them. Mm-hmm. That's it. This is a move of convenience because you're from you're familiar with him. You've been here a couple of years. You have a, a, a small rapport because it's been two years. Other than that, Matt Lafleur got to buckle down and make hard decisions. Be like, look and look at the defense as a whole. Look at all the fundamentals that we talked about year year all year long that they you know did not do really good at times blocking or I mean tackling stuff that that pro players need to do. And that was a consistently thing week over week that even in the games they won, it was an issue. So looking at that, that fine tooth comb got to get where it's picking out the, you know, the bad parts to make things flow. Because if you got to make you got to make those tough decisions as a head coach when you don't have an owner. And so you got to talk to the GM and make those moves. Roger that. Let's look at some past stuff real quick, AG, just on yep. this uh, this last of the Packers games so we, can, we can break apart for the Super Bowl potentially. So we're hipped off. We go from trips. We go double motion over to doubles and 12 personnel play action pass. And they play a lot of man coverage because they've got two great corners. They've got good. They've they've got great pass rush. And as we know, AG, if a lineman can pick off the dude that's covering you man to man, there's always a chance. And Andy Reid has historically one of the best screen. Uh oh, I don't know what happened there. Andy Reid is historically one of yeah. the best screen guy ga- uh, guys in the league. But if we can get that, oh god, I, I just I must have screwed up that play. But if we can get one guy out on that man. It's 20 yards all you can eat. Yeah, it's, it's a problem. You know, when you have running backs, which Kansas City does um, with their pass game and run game, and they do a lot of similar screenplays as we just saw in that clip where McKinney or even Pachenko, they get out in the open field. And you saw last week or in last week's game against the Bengals, they had that system of urgency. So when plays needed to get made, Pacheco had a big run where he gets bottled up in the middle, but he busts out of it and gains a you know 20, you know, 20-some yard gain. And so you got guys that could do that because they also have the patience. Because you got, you know, Airb enemy, former running back when he played, but then Randy Reed, like you said, really has the science down of running screens and teaching the running backs how to set your lineman up to get the ball downfield. And that was something I knew right away, you know, coming from Seattle and then being in Green Bay, you got to let you guys, let the big guys get in front and they create problems because it's not even, you got to engage the te- the guy you're blocking. Just get in his way. That gives me enough space and time to get downfield. Right. Yeah. So they got they got a, a variation of a, a two-shell look here. And, and one of the rules, I think, for the Eagles is they, they're going to they're gonna carry two. They're going to they're gonna zone off three. Mm. So they're zone off the trip side. And you just see because they're carrying two on the bottom with uh, with the red circle, you got a wide open underneath route, and because they don't carry three on the uh, on the on the trip side, because they're gonna they're gonna try to take away that underneath route, they've got Christian Watson wide open down the middle. Obviously, we know that Pat Mahomes is capable of making those kind of plays. Yeah, big hit, good catch there. Yes, he is. We can nail it. Was it needle it in there to the receiver? Seen a lot of twelve personnel in this game. I, I, my expectation would be that you see a lot of twelve personnel. The Chiefs like running it anyways. Twelve and thirteen mm-hmm. personnel. They like running that out of that personnel group. But because the Eagles won't necessarily match, and they certainly don't match from a formational standpoint, they don't necessarily go into their five down line look. They'll run. They'll run a lot of nickel out of it. Um, it puts you in a position. Or if you know, it's like it's like what do you want to do if you bring mm-hmm. in. If you're running your five-two look, your three, whatever you want to call it, five-two, three-four. If you're running that look, we're gonna we have passing lanes. If you want to go back to nickel, we can run the ball all day. So it's 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 a that's the conundrum really in the NFL right now because so many teams are running twelve again or twelve or twenty-one. Um, I don't know why they go back. Everybody doesn't go back to twenty-one because I just think that instead of twelve personnel, that twenty-one, that fullback's actually more valuable yeah. just just because they're they're just better blockers. Yeah. But, Overall. 
So another idea, so they go motion, and when you go motion, again, you went motion to trips here. You got two tight ends up there already. And so they, they push Bradbury out, and all of a sudden that linebacker, his responsibilities change because now they've moved out an extra man, and he hasn't moved off the snap because he's still got run responsibilities. There's a lot going on. And in these scenarios, he now has to get wider than the second guy, and it just leaves because of that. You're not going to be able to carry him. You're not going to be able to put your hands on him. So all, both those inside tight end receivers get free releases. They're going full speed mm -hmm. now. Things happen a little bit faster, and it's all because that motion uh, expands the field and expands Bradbury out. So now that linebacker's got new look, we get a crossing route for uh, for Tunyon, one of the plays that we'd like to see more of hopefully next year. Yep, you know, you know, giving that defense, uh, making them think out there. You can't, you got to be really creative in your scheming. You know, if it's the motioning side of it, but making sure you don't, you know, cater to them by doing the same thing over and over again. Yes, sir. And we got, <clears throat> we got one of our favorite plays. So this is the, uh, this is for the love of the game route that Aaron Jones is running right here. This is <laughs> when I was able to throw the game. They'll literally, when you're installing this. For those watching, yeah, they'll be like, "Hey, this is for the for love of the game routes," which just means you have no chance to get in the ball. You're just taking that safety as far as you can because they're going to run crossers underneath, right? And yeah. so, what they're really trying to do here is they're trying. I think that's Watson. They're trying to get Watson, but he's gloved right now. But they're yeah. trying to get him on the deep crosser, and the only way you can do that is if you get rid of that safety. But when you have a guy like Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones, you just yeah. kind of make plays and. <laughs> Those 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 plays. Everyone thinks that's like a genius move. Yeah, it's a genius move by those two guys specifically, right? <laughs> that's it. You know, they might have run it once in practice, if that, or maybe not. So uh, they go motion here, Ag under center, and you see that linebacker is right over the center all of a sudden, right? Mm -hmm. So that space for Christian Watson just to catch. And this is what honestly Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, this is really what they are like super comfortable doing all the time. All They'll dink and dunk you all day. Like Travis Kelsey's like the king of catching the ball on the on the on the, in the line of scrimmage. Yeah, he'll you know catch I mean? it in the pocket. Yeah, he just comes off the ball. He kind of takes two steps. He reads the coverage. By the time before the ball snap, he knows the coverage. He'll take two steps and just sit there. And then Pat Mahomes will do his little play action, just kind of do his acting job. You know what? Boom! Here you go, Kelsey. He'll drop the ball off to you. Pick up twenty. You know, fit five to ten yards right there. But th so this turns <clears> into you know I think what we consider explosive play, right? They get Five. Yep. Now he, he just gets just over ten yards, but still that's a ten yard gain on a that's not even a play. A simple you know? slant, yeah. Yeah. Flick of the wrist. And Bam. then of course, I this is the one thing the Chiefs can't do. I just wanted to leave it on here. They don't have this guy anymore. They just not don't yet. have a dude who, who's, you know, built like this, runs like this, and they don't yeah. have I don't think they have on their roster a guy who can take a a, a, a dig route yard. No. Nope. But we'll nope. see. You know, they got they, they got talented receivers. Mako Hardeman, you know, he's probably the next fastest guy, but not Tyreek Speed, but he's fast. But gotta wait and see. See how this game goes. Hey, I only have one one question. I, I get off my lawn thing before we leave. I just read that the NFL or excuse me, the, the media companies are now like pre-releasing the NFL Super Bowl ads. So like the, all the ads everybody runs during the Super Bowl, they're pre-releasing them before the Super Bowl. What on YouTube or just commercially? I don't know, but what the oh, hell? Lord. Like, why would you do that? That's you know More how money? many people tune in. Like, you know, yes. like, I think that's why I've had parties at my house with people that are fans, people that are not fans. Everybody sits down and watches the commercials. Hell, yes. I do. Yes, they're hilarious. I mean, they've gotten really creative bringing people together. You'll see, like the guys you saw at the Pro Bowl, Snoop Dogg, Marshawn Lynch, mm -hmm. Pete Davidson, people like that, all of a sudden are showing up in 
a Geico commercial or in a Allstate commercial or a Pepsi commercial, cheese it a cheese it commercial, Bet Online or uh, what else? Draft any other company that's paid the money for their thirty seconds to run during the prime time of any of the Super Bowl, but obviously any World Series. Any I think it's seven million dollars, by the way. For 30 seconds? I, I believe it's $7 million. <laughs> oh, my oh, here's another one, AG. Because we, I, I we weren't on, the, we weren't on the show together last week. Yeah. So last week, they started a Maya Rudolph campaign for M&Ms. Okay. Um, you know Maya Rudolph from Saturday Night Live? Hilarious. Yes. Canadian. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the, yeah, yeah. But the reason they did it be, is was because, and I, I'm sure I'll get this wrong. Okay. But there was a... There was a Female M and M, the green M M&M, and M. I think yeah. was supposed to be female, and I think she wore high heels. Right. And they put her in like dunks or high tops or something. Gotcha. And there was there was like a pretty big backlash Ooh. from one of the communities that you know I who knows who. I mean I don't even know like you know you start going like what the hell it's, are we doing? The headline and, says Maya Rudolph will replace Eminem's characters in ads after backlash. So I, that's all yeah. the headline says. Yeah, so this this actually happened. So they actually launched the campaign last week. And you know, Maya Rudolph's funny, so they you know they made a, they, the commercials are funny. Yeah. But you can't you'll never see like at Halloween, you'll never see the little Eminem walking funny guys anymore because somebody was insulted about the green Eminem not either either having high heels or not having high heels. Oh. Something happened and Holy hell, where are we? <laughs> Just it's it's the whole social conscience thing and though the definition of he and him and they that is I've been working in the schools for two, oh, three, four years now, Mike. Tough. So yeah, this is part of the de- like def- what do you define as? So it might be in that neighborhood. I'm not sure. I have. I got to read the article here to really. Well, what's you the know. definition of woke? Definition of woke is that your feelings right. matter more than facts. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> right. It's like that's what all it that is. other stuff. You know, it's, yeah. it's this is nuts though. The, this the, between the Pro Bowl games, between them playing water toss, and the, I can't see. Yeah, the I'm M&M watching the water toss anymore. right now, I and I can't watch pause. the damn M and M's anymore because they they're actually funny. You just got to be know, careful. I just I don't. Where am I going to go? Where am I going to go? Mike. That's going to be the next show. The next show is going to be where can Mike land that they haven't invented an internet yet? Yeah, it's just a socially woke world now. So people is going to speak out and up about anything that they might seem a little off. That's what's going on, Mike. AG, I so, want, here's what I want. Yeah. Okay. I, this, I'm going to keep it as simple as possible because I'm Got not going to sit here and say, I wish I was born 200 years ago because I like running water. Right, and I, I like my toilet to flush. I, I you know, right. I'm a creature comfort. <laughs> Me guy. too. Me too. But I think I, I think I could trade out at least three days out of seven. I could trade out a phone for an axe and just go outside and do manual labor somewhere. Mm-hmm. And nobody, and maybe, maybe I, I gotta. I don't know if I want to, you know, like bleed out, like you know, catch the deer and bleed him out and skin him and everything. I don't think. Right. I, I, again, I'm soft. I'll, you know, I'm like, <laughs> but I'll cook it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll cook it. Yeah. And I'll just go live in a cabin three days where nobody can say, oh, you know, like, you can't. And I'm just going to sit there and I'm going to, I'm going to just watch funny commercials. I'm going to go back. I'm going to, you know, can you imagine? I told my son, yes, this is the last thing. Okay. I told my son, he's like, what, what movie should we watch? And I go, you know, and he, my son's 14. He's going to be a freshman next year. Okay. And I go, you know, when I was your age, and this is not an appropriate age to be watching this movie. Correct. But. Correct. 
my best friend's dad got a laser disc machine. Remember the laser discs? Yeah, the big discs. Yeah, yeah. Between VHS and, yep. and, and I remember and those. DVDs. They, they okay. weren't out long. They were out. No, very, they didn't last very long. About a but year. he only had the guy only had one movie, and it was Animal House. <laughs> so I watched Animal House in all its glory. I'm 14 years old, just going, "Oh my god!" You know, Animal House. I thought to myself, if I let my, you know, he goes, I, well, this is the, I said, this is the movie I always watch. I go, can you imagine? First of all, they'd never make, they obviously could never make that movie no. now. No. But if they, it'll be changed if they remake it, it'll be but, totally changed. But even if you may, even if I let him watch the movie, I have to seriously consider do I like, there's some, there's, there's things that happen. There's girls drinking, right. taking advantage right. of. Oh, right. There's right. things that were, passed off as ha ha funny ha ha funny right that and now if he anymore. even brought up at right. school i'm right. getting a call from the principal oh, that he yeah. even brought it up not that Correct. he did it not that that he brought up a funny scene in a movie right that's tough yes that's reality that's our reality now that's why i'm gonna go get my axe <laughs> so you can have your days to kind of woosah through through the wokeness that's what it is bro Yes, All it right, is. Good All show, right, man. man. Man, great show, man. Good talking to you. Hey, uh, let everybody know where they can find you on social, Mike. Yep, Mike Wall 68 on Twitter and TikTok process to perform on Instagram. Check this show out. Hey, subscribe, rate, review of the show. We are on uh we're on the Believe Network now. Yeah. And then obviously youtube.com backslash our process to perform chat. You can check it out there as well. There'll be some clips up tomorrow from Block Party. And we'll be back on uh we'll be back on Thursday previewing. Thursday. Super Bowl. Yes, it is. And um, you can find me. I'm back on Twitter. I uh, I got access to my account. Bro, I think you have too many S's in there, by the way. <laughs> Amon Greens. It's right. It's right. Oh, is it Greens? I thought it'd be Amon Green Gamers. No, yeah. that makes sense because you can't yeah. put an apostrophe. I, yeah, I, that was the conversation when I started the show, too. I said, is it apostrophe S or no S? We were all. You can't, we you had can't five yeah, adults. Yeah, yeah. yeah, five adults trying to figure that out five years ago. It was hilarious. So it is an S. So my you can bad, find me on Amon Greens Gamers Lounge. Uh, on TikTok and on Wednesdays on Twitch and YouTube, and then Amon Green Thirty on Instagram and Twitter. Like I said, I got back into my Twitter. It got hacked two weeks ago, but I went through the whole process of resetting my password. Now I got a government issue cryptic password that hopefully won't get hacked this time. Um, so I'm back on Twitter as well. So I'll be resharing, retweeting your stuff when you post a of the show mike so that's where you can find me as well so your twitter password was ag runs fast exclamation point oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 that was too funny too funny it was, or i'd be like marco who uses the same one for every account that you use, so <laughs> i'm like marco you gotta yeah, change he's like change your luggage too marco like bro bro change the password man all right bro see okay, okay. all right have a good thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.